it's pretty easy to provoke an uncomfortable silence or even a raging debate around the table with your friends. All you have to do is drop the F word. Feminism. Today's guest is grappling with the realities of young womanhood and looking to the future. And when it comes to feminism, she has some pretty decided views. You may totally agree with her. You may disagree with her. But the point is, she'll make you think. This is Signs of the Times Radio with Kent Kingston. Hey, welcome back to Signs of the Times Radio. I'm your host, Kent Kingston, and with me today is the author of one of the more, let's say, thought-provoking or controversial articles in the June issue of Signs of the Times, and that is Ms. Caitlin Yankovich. Welcome to the studio, Caitlin. Thanks. I'm happy to be here. So, uh, just before we get into it, I think our audience needs to know, well, apart from the fact that you've reached the pinnacle of, you know, journalistic success by having your article published in Signs of the Times. Oh, right. It's amazing. <laughs> um, yeah. What, what, what else um, have you been up to? Tell us about yourself. Well, my family just moved here from the States uh, less than a week ago, actually. So I was actually writing from the States when I wrote the article. Okay, but you don't sound like an American, so I assume you're from Australia to start off with? Oh, yeah. I've worked very hard to keep my accent. <laughs> I actually made a bet with my uncle when we were like, I think, nine, and he was betting that we would lose our accents, and we were like, no, we're not going to, and we've, we kept up that. So. You've done pretty well. Yeah. So you've been in the US since you were nine years old? Yes. Wow. 11 years. 11 years. So you've been obviously doing, what, um, elementary school, junior high, um, <laughs> you're yeah, a yeah. freshman, a sophomore, a senior. Yeah. It yes. was all jocks and <laughs> uh, and cheerleaders. Yes. Mm, I went to an Adventist school, so we didn't have as much of the typical American pop culture as you see in movies. Oh, you stuff, wore uniforms? Yeah. Wow, there you go. Okay, so it wasn't quite Degrassi Junior High then? Not quite. <laughs> okay, so um, d did you pursue tertiary studies um, in the US or are you yet to go there? I finished two years of college at the moment and I'm transferring, so I was doing a bachelor's degree. Okay, in, in what? A computer science and math. Okay, computer science and math. So you're a bit of a geeky girl. I'm a massive nerd. <laughs> Unapologetically. Okay. Well, what what are you passionate about when it comes to computer science and, and maths? Wait, remember I've, the S, maths. Right, right. Yeah, I've been in America too long. Um, well, I've always loved solving puzzles, so I absolutely love maths. Mm -hmm. I love doing math problems. Sorry, I'm... I did live in America for 11 years. Don't worry. So Even me. in Australia, the kids are starting to say math now. Okay. It drives me up the wall. But yeah, my uh, two have right, finished high school a couple of years ago and they do it. But okay. yes, it's, it's, we've got to endure. Mm -hmm. Well, anyway, I've, I've really enjoyed math since I was really little. And it just made sense for me to keep doing that because it's just something I don't get sick of. And computer science is cool because it takes math and you can build stuff with it. Mm. So I'm really enjoying that. And I only just switched to computer science a year ago. So I've only done one year's worth of classes. So I'm at the very beginning. Mm -hmm. Not sure where it's going to take me, but we'll see. I'm excited. So maths and science, that's a fairly male-dominated area of study and employment. If Still, if, if I'm not much mistaken, is that right? I mean, less so than it was because there's been a push for 
women to get into science because mm-hmm. of that very issue. But yeah, more or less, there. I think there are at Andrews there were two other computer science majors who were girls. Out of a class of how many? Maybe sixty. Wow. Or more. Six I don't know. zero. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's still a a very tiny minority. Yeah. A- and did you feel any sort of sense of pressure or being on the margins in in that situation, or or were you sort of special princesses that everyone looked after? Um, I didn't really get that much of any of that, just because the way that our school system works, it's very much everybody's taking a lot of different things. It's all mm-hmm. mixed up. So people didn't necessarily know I was a CS major unless I told them. Right. So you were doing other general subjects with mm. a real mixed gender sort yeah, of class yeah. and it was only particular like classes you were in where you found yourself in a very small minority. Okay. Yeah. And um, in a lot of the classes I've taken so far because they're generals, there have been quite a few other girls. But mm-hmm. honestly, it's always felt a little bit like oh, cool, I'm doing something not many other girls do. This is neat. Yeah, yeah. So you sort of feel proud of yourself. A little bit, yeah. It's like, go girl, girl power. (laughs) Yeah, a little bit. Oh, well, that's good. And and so have you felt encouraged by, you know, lecturers and parents and like people in in your life for the direction you're taking? The mentors in my life have been, the professors at the university have been very supportive, very much, yeah, you should definitely do this. I haven't felt any kind of marginalisation from them, but... I always get a little bit of surprise when I say I'm in computer science. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not what people tend to expect. Yeah, okay. So, a little bit of surprise, but yeah. no sort of negative pushback that... So far, no. Well, that's great. Yeah. That's fantastic. I think we definitely have come a long way okay. in that respect. Yeah, well, that's excellent. Mm-hmm. Now, this gets to the more the topic of our interview today. Mm. Do you consider yourself a feminist? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what what does that mean to you, to, to call yourself a feminist? For me, that means that both men and women should have the same opportunities to do the same things and choice and the freedom to stay in gender roles if that's what they want, but also the freedom to choose against that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's, yeah. that's fair enough. So just, just yeah. basic equality. Yeah. Okay. All right. So look, and, and I guess we need to understand that, you know, going forward in this interview, you're, you are studying maths and science. Mm. You're, you're therefore not a massive humanities nerd. Um, you're not fully into gender theory and the history of mm-hmm. feminism and, and all that sort of stuff. So let's proceed on the understanding that you're just a girl in the world yep. who's making her way through and seeing what yeah. the, what the forces are. And But you've done a bit of thinking mm-hmm. about this and a bit of research about yeah. this, haven't you? Oh, yeah. I think probably the biggest thing that I've encountered in the States particularly has been the issue of women's ordination mm-hmm. in the Adventist church. My dad has done a lot of work on that. So women's ordination was a dinner timetable conversation. <laughs> sure. So I know more about women's ordination than I ever thought I would know or ever wanted to know. <laughs> but it's just, sure. it's probably the biggest area that I've encountered misogyny because people that I've talked to who are against women's ordination their only reason for it is you're a woman. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's just, that's just blatant sexism, even in a ch- in the church. And I just don't understand how that can mm. work when the Bible clearly says there's no Jew, no Greek, no male, no female, slave, no free. Like, it just it just doesn't make sense to yeah. me. And but misogyny, that's a pretty strong word. I mean, isn't doesn't misogyny literally mean, like, the hatred of women? I mean, to, to, to suggest that men and women are essentially different and should have different roles in society is surely not hating women, but merely saying that men and women are special in different ways and and belong in, in different 
roles. Well, there's nothing wrong with saying that per se, except when you try to force those roles on people. And that's where misogyny comes in, in my understanding, at least. Yeah. Okay. Um, when you tell somebody you can't do this because you're this and this gender. Hmm. As, as I said, I don't think there's anything wrong. If a mum wants to stay home with her kids and cook, then that's perfectly fine. She should have the option to do that. And she shouldn't feel guilted by that. That's something that really irks me about modern feminism. Modern feminism makes out that women who choose to do that are somehow capitulating to pa the patriarchy. And I don't agree with that. I like to cook. I want to have kids, you know? <laughs> sure. And so I think that women should not be guilted for wanting that, but they shouldn't be held to that either. Mm -hmm. And if they want to go out and work, then I don't think anything should stop them. And I don't think that they should be paid any less just because of their gender. Okay. All right. So it's very much about choice for you, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So outside the church, Caitlin, what do you think are the big issues that the world is facing when it comes to women's issues? Well, I think a big one is definitely the pay gap. I mean, mm -hmm. I know that there's still, uh, there's been a lot of work done, but there's a lot more to do. There's still a really big pay gap in both the States and in Australia from mm -hmm. what I know. I know that women are often, they have to work harder to prove that they are worth having a, worthy of having a position. Mm -hmm. It's just, there's more hoops to jump through. Mm, okay. How, how do you feel about quotas? Uh, this is something that we, we have a conversation in our political life about, you know, should a particular political party ensure that 50% of their MPs in parliament are women? Should they have a clear quota or should it be on the basis of merit? Where, where are you on hmm. that little hot potato? All I'll say on that one is this. There were, I don't remember who said this, but I remember thinking it was really powerful. Somebody asked whether they would be happy if 50% of the women on some government group, I think it was the Senate or something, mm -hmm. were women. And she said, I'll be happy when it's 100%. And wow. they, the person who asked was like, why? And she just made the point that you don't bat an eyelid if 100% of some committee is men, or I mean, now we're starting to, but it's not that unusual. Mm -hmm. Still, so yeah. it shouldn't be that unusual to have a committee made up in the government of 100% women. Right. Wow. Okay. So you didn't answer the question though. Are you, are you pro or anti-quota? That's a tricky one, which I haven't actually given much thought to. <laughs> sure. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but I don't think that it's a bad thing. Yeah, sure. Now, in your article, you talk a, a little bit about sexual harassment and, and sexual assault and mm -hmm. this sort of stuff. And, and I guess you're seeing this as a fairly major issue that women are facing. Yes, it is a major issue that women are facing, especially with the rise of pornography in mm -hmm. media. Like that's a massive issue, even within the Adventist church. And it really shapes the way that women are treated within relationships. Mm -hmm. it's shaped the way that women are treated just in general like walking on the campus of Andrews an Adventist university I had guys roll down the window and yell at me it's just like there's absolutely no reason for that I was just walking literally mm -hmm. and I know that I'm not the only one who's experienced this most women experience that yeah more than half of women aged 18 and older have experienced some kind of sexual harassment in their life and some it's worse I've had friends who have been raped I mm. Wow. close friends who have been raped several of them so it's wow. yeah it's it's a much bigger issue than people realize well and this is in a sort of a upper middle class church yeah. circles yeah. sort of situation mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. i guess what complicates this though caitlin is that there is a certain strand of feminism and like we said you know you, you're not a gender theorist but i think it's third wave feminism in particular that basically says i can dress how i want i can 
dance how I want. Um, and this is a part of me being free as a woman. And if I want to express myself incredibly sexually, even through pornography, then that's okay. And that's my right as a woman. If a woman decides to depict herself in a sexualized way, they see that as a form of empowerment. I mean, we see this discussion around, I mean, as far back as Madonna, Beyonce, you know, this sort of stuff. Do you, <laughs> you're shaking your head. Do you, do you struggle with that? Okay, yes, maybe it's your right. And maybe, yes, you should expect not to be harassed for that because, I mean, the theory is you should be able to walk naked down the street and not be raped. Well, that's right, yeah. But that's not the world we live in. Mm. And my take on that is if you, if you sexualize yourself, you're going to be seen as a sexual object by men. And I don't see that as at all empowering. Mm. Sex work is not empowering. So many women are trapped in prostitution and in pornography. It's just maybe for a couple who see it's empowering, like 80 to 90% of women in those industries don't want to be there and don't see it as empowering. So I don't think that it should be supported for the couple that do think that it's empowering. Mm. Mm. So you see exploitation there rather than oh, empowerment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And look, I, I think this is a debate within yeah. feminism, that, and I think a lot of feminists would uh, would agree with you. I just wanted to push you on, mm -hmm. on that point a little yeah, bit. Yeah. <laughs> just um, there are two, where you ended from up. my understanding, there are two different branches mm -hmm. of um, modern feminism, radical feminism and liberal feminism, mm -hmm. and what you're talking about sounds more like liberal feminism. From the here. comic that I saw that perfectly illustrates this is it was a f um, symbol of a woman with a ball and chain attached. Mm -hmm. Radical feminisms are hacking at the ball, and liberal feminism is painting it different colours and making it pretty. <laughs> So that's that's my take. <laughs> okay. <laughs> really, really interesting. So um, you wrote your article in Signs of the Times, you know, a Christian magazine, and you write as a person of faith. Mm -hmm. I guess for some people they see as sort of religion, as being, you know, traditional, conservative, chain women to the sink and, you know, impregnate them multiple times versus feminism, which is secular and, you know, about equality and about the sort of things you're, you know, you're talking about. But you consider yourself a person of faith and a feminist. How, some people would say that's a total contradiction, but so how do you put it together? I think that religion has become something that it wasn't meant to be. Mm -hmm. And I think that in the traditions of religion, a lot of the original meaning that was given to it by God has been lost mm -hmm. because in the beginning, male and female were created equal. And does it actually say that in the Bible? I know that later they say no male, no female. So mm. yeah, I've said, yeah, that's the yeah. verse you mentioned before. Yeah, yeah. But like, so right back at the creation where, where, you know, in Genesis, the Bible says God created humans in his own image, mm -hmm. male and female. He created them. I mean, that does suggest, doesn't it, that both men and women are equally Yeah, because it's, it's in the same breath. It's not he created men in his image, then he created woman. Mm -hmm. John Milton actually tackles this, and I disagree with the way that he did mm -hmm. this in Paradise Lost. He basically says that man was created in God's image and then woman in man's image. Right. And that's just really irritating to read because there's no support for that in the Bible. Well, that's not actually what the Bible says. No, it isn't. Yeah. Bible says male and female are mm -hmm. both created in the yeah. image of God. So you see equality right right from mm -hmm. there. But you'd have to admit that for the vast majority of the biblical narrative, women are seen as possessions perhaps, yeah. or at least lesser than yeah. men. And a lot of people react against religion because they see that in the Bible. Mm -hmm. However, the, um, the way that I see it is... 
through the Bible. So sin basically messed up everything. Like with the curse, mm-hmm. the curse was predictive. It wasn't prescriptive. Mm-hmm. So, so what, what was the curse? Just for our listeners who right. might not necessarily So the curse was that um, women's desire would be for their husbands and he would rule over them. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people interpret that as, oh, that means that I can rule over my wife being male. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you say prescriptive, you're saying that's the way things should be. Yeah. And, and you're saying that that curse isn't a should. It's, it's not, not a so- should. It's just how it is given sinful nature given the way that male and female interact Mm -hmm. and so for a lot of the bible what you see is moving towards equality Mm -hmm. it's not immediate so everything's messed up at sin and then slowly throughout the bible you see things being slowly built up better and better like in the laws that god gives in the books of moses Mm -hmm. there are lots of laws that are meant to protect women specifically Mm -hmm. because otherwise they would be completely taken advantage of completely have no value um, Ty Gibson does a lot on this. Basically, his take on it is God's giving laws because you will not treat my daughters that way. Mm, that's wow. that's something that Ty so, Gibson and, said. And I guess those laws are being given in the context of a culture that is very patriarchal. Yes, the culture is very patriarchal. And so God is making sure that things are better than they have been. Mm. And no, it's not perfect because... Mm. It's sort of incremental yeah, change, it's isn't incremental it? incremental change. You, you sort of wish that God would say, right, you guys have been living in a terrible, sexist, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, misogynistic way. Um, now things are going to change and it's going to be 50-50. It's going to be this, it's going to be that. It seems that God isn't in the business of sudden revolutions mm-hmm. like that. He's in the business of incremental change. Yeah. And that seems to be the way like, he often deals with us too. You know, yeah. if, if you're a person of faith, living a life mm-hmm. of faith, you find, yeah, there are revolutionary moments, but God often just keeps taking us one step at a time. Yeah. And so then by the time you get to Jesus' time, you see Jesus treating women. He does He does not treat women as any in any way inferior. He's not dismissive of them in any way. He doesn't marginalize them. He sees them. Mm. He has relationships with them. He takes time to reach out to them. Like the woman at the well, Jesus mm. reaches out to her. He makes a connection to her. Yeah, whereas, this is a big deal. This is yeah. a, a, a woman of another nationality as yeah. well, alone. Mm-hmm. And you don't speak to a woman alone mm-hmm. if you're a man and you're alone because that just, you know, yeah. rumors. Mm-hmm. Um, and nevertheless, he reaches out to her. He and, reaches out to her. And then yeah. there's Mary Magdalene who he casts seven demons out of and who he forgives for being caught in adultery. Mm-hmm. And so never once does Jesus at all seem to marginalize women or mm. treat them as any more inferior to men. Although to be fair, his 12 core group of disciples are all male. Yes, but I know that there are women who travel with them and that could also that be... That is true. Yeah, that is true. That is, I think that that can be put down to the culture mm-hmm. because women didn't really study under rabbis mm-hmm. and also the writers were patriarchal so they didn't bother to mention the women who were traveling <laughs> with them. Could have been, could have, yeah. Well, they, they do mention that there are women well, I mean, there. yeah, but... Yeah. And I think women were even important financial supporters of Jesus' yeah. ministry as well. Yeah. They just, they're just not written about. Yeah. It's interesting that early period of Christianity. I mean, you look at the Apostle Paul, for example. He um, rails and rages against like these Jewish Christians who are trying to enforce Jewish beliefs on new Christians. Mm-hmm. In particular, circumcision is sort mm-hmm. of this hot button issue, and he's totally against you know circumcision. But when it comes to Timothy, who's his young mentor, mm-hmm. who he's sorry mentee, who um, Paul is mentoring, um, he organizes for him to be circumcised, and it's like, what the heck? It's like, well, sometimes even though you believe something strongly, you need to make allowances mm-hmm. um, for those people who are going to have trouble with that. Yeah. And so, yeah, there's an interesting, I don't know if you call it a compromise, that's a loaded word for some people, but, <laughs> but there's certainly consideration. Here's a hard question for you. 
from your, your feminist perspective, from your just your experience in everyday life, from your faith perspective, do you think men and women are essentially the same or essentially different? Or am I creating a false dichotomy? That's a really difficult question. Because this, what's, this is what it comes down to, for example. I mean, you, you mentioned the pay gap before as, as an issue. I mean, there are some who say, well, men are more intrinsically suited to leadership and senior positions, and that's why they end up there. You know, you know what I mean? Some people say that. It's interesting that the um, I have a social work background, okay? Um, so social work is a female-dominated occupation. So is nursing, so is childcare, so is aged care. And these are all government-funded areas mm-hmm. rather than private enterprise, and the pay is often a lot less in those areas. Yeah. Um, then you have women who decide to take time out to have kids. Um, so biological, obviously men can't do that, but yeah. they then make the choice to stay and look after the kids, which some people would encourage. So that's a wonderful, natural thing and a healthy thing for a mother to do. Other people say women are being forced into that position by society and by expectations. Where, where do you stand on all that? Men, women, different, same? I think it is naive to assume that there are no differences between men and women because there clearly are Mm -hmm. and i mean the stereotypes are there for a reason Mm -hmm. like there are definitely so so you're saying there's a grain of truth in the stereotypes there is a grain of truth in the stereotypes i do think that women tend to be more nurturing than men and men tend to be more well there's testosterone isn't there? yeah i I mean there's there is a hormonal difference to be adventurous to take risks i don't think that it's at all wise to deny that there are differences Mm -hmm. however what i have a problem with is people assuming okay you're a woman therefore you must be like this because Mm -hmm. even though there are those generalities there are people who cross over Mm -hmm. so for me I think of myself as a leader. I can see myself in a leadership position. I've never had trouble standing up for myself Mm -hmm. and making things happen. And to be told, oh, you're a woman, you need to be subservient to somebody, it's like... That really goes against the grain. No. (laughs) (laughs) No, you don't do that. And um, as for being forced into positions, I think that's where the radical feminists are taking it a little too hard and guilting women for choosing to do traditionally... Mm female things like as I said I want to have a family I want to cook like I like cooking I don't mind Mm -hmm. being in the kitchen Mm -hmm. and I don't want to be told either way you're a woman you have to do this or you are not allowed to do this because that's just you propagating patriarchy Mm -hmm. so I don't think either extreme is healthy sure sure so if you could go back in time to your let's say your you know 11 or 12 year old self um, who's just emerging into into young womanhood and give her some advice about what attitude to take the challenges that you know your younger self is going to face what what you should do what what would you say what's what do you think is important to know when i was younger one of my favorite things to do was play competitive games boys against girls <laughs> yeah that was that was so much fun to me Mm-hmm. And it was basically, I think, me proving I'm a girl, I can do anything that mm-hmm. a boy can. Mm-hmm. And I think that that was good. I think that that taught me not to back down just because somebody's the opposite gender. I I wasn't told as a child, you're a girl, you can't do this. Mm-hmm. I, I was never told that. Mm-hmm. And I consider myself fortunate and does that have something to do with the fact though that you never wanted to be a boxer or an NFL player or? 
Probably. <laughs> but um, again, I'm in STEM. I'm in science. And I was never told, you're a girl, you mm. can't do this. Sure. I have been told, well, it's a male-dominated field. You're going to have trouble. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't care. I can do this. Because mm. I've been doing <laughs> Boys Against Girls stuff since I was little. So mm. I always really enjoyed that. So I guess what I would say to my younger self and to other girls, don't let boys make you feel like you are weaker than them and if you are in one way then find a way that you're not Mm, because mm. everybody is good at something Mm -hmm. and just because you're not equal in sorry just because you're not the same doesn't mean you're not equal wow that's a good motto i like that just because you're not the same it doesn't mean you're not equal I like that. Hey, thanks so much, Carly. And I really appreciate the time you've given us um, today, you know, for the, the radio and podcast show and also for writing the article for Science of the Times. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for the opportunity. She's still saying no worries. I like it. Today's episode was based on an article appearing in this month's Science of the Times magazine. A subscription is just $26 for 11 issues a year. To find out more, visit signsofthetimes.org.au. Signs of the Times has been published in Australia since 1886 and is proudly produced by Adventist Media. This is an Adventist Media podcast.